<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? Mr. Miggs. Ted, I'm, I was wondering if you were going to call in drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's on me for last week. I give you a hard time. I've had to cancel so many times for the dumbest reasons. And honestly, I feel like yours was the most legitimate. Better than having to go to a baby doctor or having to wait for a cable guy to install some stuff. Ted's excuse for why we didn't do a podcast last week was the best. Right. I I call it going up north. It's just a mile from where Taryn lives. But our other friends that have a have a toddler, they bought a house up there. So I went up there Sunday for the Seahawks game, stayed Monday. And then they were like, just stay Tuesday. We'll party a little more. Well, <laughs> two of us. And then I was like, yeah, all right. And then I get a text on Tuesday at 126 in the afternoon. It says, Migs, I'm up north getting drunk. No podcast tomorrow. And my favorite part of the text, go Hawks. <laughs> It's like, you know, you could give me the worst news in the world, but if you end it with Go Hawks, I'm in a good mood. Then I sent you a good pump-up video. I know, because then I go, get it, brother. And you're like, we all we got, we all we need. And then I'm, I sent you a picture of a Seahawks player dancing, and then you sent me that Michael Robinson, we all we got, we all we need YouTube video, which is amazing. Oh, I love that speech. I was so fired up. I've gotten to the point now where I'm almost quoting it. It's so good. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Sunday night, we're uh, at Taryn and Brad's, and we're watching the game. Brad's dad is there. Who's older, uh-huh. right? I want to say, because Brad's in his 50s, so his dad's probably like almost 80. His dad's from Texas, gives two S's about the Seahawks, right? right. But we hooked up the, like, the, from the computer, they have a screen out in the shop. So we're sitting out in the shop, you know, a little more space. Uh-huh. But I keep saying it so much, by the end of the game, he's chanting it back. Get in here, get in tight, get in tight. I got goosebumps. If you don't want it, they'll come out the locker room. If you don't want it, they'll come out the locker room. We gotta have this one. Intercepted by the Seahawks. We gotta have it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Let's go. We all we got. We all we need. Get the heck of a block. We all we got. We all we need. We all we need. We all we need. Let's go. Let's go. Hawks on three. One, two, three. All right, it's time for us to get push-ups, to get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain. Functioning. Functioning. We all we got. We all we need. Oh. I felt extra pumped after that. I know. They felt clean. Oh. Plus, for a change, I'm lifting after work. So, like, my boobs don't hurt. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. I did. No, I did like yesterday. So, chest is tomorrow. All right. All right. Yeah. This is a warm up for it. Yeah. A little pre pump. Ted Talks. Starring BTX Mid. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> uh, kind of like we were just getting pumped up there. 
Listen, winter's coming. The holidays are coming. It's going to be a lot of good food. So let's focus in. You know, everybody's always worried about the wintertime and their beach body. No, no, no. Beach body starts right now. (laughs) All right? We need to allow space for the turkey. That is very true. For the pie. For the potatoes. Mashed potatoes. The stuffing. The rolls. How do you feel about the, the pink stuff? The ambrosia? I don't mess with that, Steve. <laughs> Damn it! I don't, you know, we probably have had this conversation, so I don't want to go off the track. Sorry. You know what? I didn't used to eat ambrosia, and a friend turned me on to it. I don't know. Maybe I got to try it again. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. But either way, I'm just saying, like, for, I mean, again, most of these TED Talks, I'm talking to Ted himself, but like, yeah, we got to focus in the next month, because, I mean, the holidays are coming up. It's football weather. You're eating wings and pizza on the weekend. Yep. You know. Yeah, I did pizza, wings. We did it all when we moved into our new house. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Because it was like... Nice. You have to. It's like it's a traditional thing to do. Like, you have to order the pizza. So we ordered from Papa John's. But my wife's vegan, so she got her own pizza. Dude... It's insane. Like, just to get a regular pizza or, like, a crazy meat lover's pizza that's got, like, 30 toppings on it, it's, like, $12 for a small personal pie, right? Something like that. Yeah. Maybe even 10 But, like, because there's no cheese, but it's, like, she just goes crazy in the vegetables, her her pie, which was a personal pie, was, like, $25. Jesus. Right. So, after all was said and done, like, you think, oh, you know, we're eating pizza, we're, we're going to eat cheap. Well, I got my own because I, I wanted the pineapple what'd and you, bacon. What'd you get? Pineapple and bacon. What size? Uh, I went uh, medium. All right. And I ate Good the man. Freaking yeah. thing. I just didn't know if I could respect you if you got a personal pie, no, Steve. man. I'm not going to do a small. Like, what do you, come on. That's not that crazy, Ted. And also an order of buffalo chicken wings. Ooh, nice. Uh, this is my one opportunity. I'm going to take it. <laughs> you getting pizza and wings in the house? Right. If the wife says it's okay to order pizza, I'm going to push my luck. And I did, and it was amazing. <laughs> I didn't How- care. I was going to say, how long has it been since you actually got a pizza delivered to your home? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, we I've gone and got, I went to get a pizza at Wicked Pie in Puyallup before when my parents were in town. Right. But they don't deliver. So I had to go get it and do all that. I honestly cannot even tell you. It, it's been longer than the last time I rode an Uber we've learned today. <laughs> right. Well, me and Miles go through this all the time. And I don't blame, like, Miles is a big on, like, you got to eat the pizza in the pizza shop. It tastes better. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hear you. And and we've done it, right? We've gone to Dino's and ain't. Oh, it's the best. But there's something just feels American about getting a pizza delivered to your home. Oh, yeah. You know, you answer the door, boom, piping hot pie. Well, it was stressful, though, because we do all that, and then I ordered a pizza. And it's nice, because now all the apps, they got their trackers, so you can like be a stalker on, like, when is my pizza coming? And right. Is, is Tim going to get here with right. my damn pizza? <laughs> right, Tim, let's go. I see, you're, uh, I see it's done, and it's out for delivery. And I, I live in a development. Oh, Tim took 84th. Jesus. Dude, you're not even kidding. All of a sudden, I get a phone call, and it was actually, it was uh, uh, Miss, I guess, Tina. We'll go, since <laughs> it wasn't Tim. And she's just like, I don't know where you live. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of was wondering about that, because <laughs> I haven't heard from you in a minute. And for some reason, this new development that we live in is not on GPS. Like, if you, if I park where I, I live and I click on the satellite view, it just shows a heaping mound of dirt. Like, they still haven't updated it. And I have no idea how to get that done. I've tried on the website, but I'm assuming it's just going to eventually, one day, it's going to register. Probably. Whenever. Or you got, do you have to wait for the little Google car that's to drive wondering. by? I think it might have to. I, who do I get a hold of? Is anyone out there listening that's a Google driver? Because let's make it happen. 
Uh, well, I mean, I know people at Google. I'll just give them a ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's their number? Google it. I don't know. Right. Go on DuckDuckGo and you'll be able to find it. Right. 555-GO-F-YOURSELF. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me Google this for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, dude. So, all of a sudden, now I'm on the phone and I'm not the best for, like, telling some also i just moved there so i really don't know how to get there all that well either i'm like it's just find shaw road and i can help you from there and then eventually she found shaw road and i'm like okay let's go now we're now we're cooking and eventually she got there and i couldn't be happier to see her and it was funny because we did the whole like you know contactless delivery where they just drop it off right but at this situation like we just had a i was like i'm not gonna just walk back in the house and pretend i didn't see you i just led you here that would have been hilarious if i just turn around close the door like this is contactless <laughs> well that's like for me i'm always like leave it at the door mm-hmm. and then they call and i just open my slider like hey man be <laughs> great <laughs> if you open this slide, go help me <laughs> and see what they do <laughs> Uh, all right, but sorry. I, I, obviously, I'm a little hungry. Okay. One more question, please. Do you like? Do you dip crust by crust in the sauce? Like, <laughs> do you dip slice in the sauce? How do you go? Because I mean, Papa John's to me is famous for that garlic butter, dude. That that, that stuff is dangerous. Yes. Well, my also my other problem is I I don't know about you. Well, you don't like blue cheese. No. But you like ranch. I do. So I think it's the same way to apply. I like dipping sometimes my pizza into the blue cheese. Oh, yeah. And taking a bite. Like, you know, it's something about not every bite, but like I like to mix it up. But then that got to the point where I was just so gluttonous. I was dipping first into the garlic and then I would dip into the blue cheese. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that stuff's so good. And my wife had one or two left, uh, leftover slices. So, of course, I'm like, as she's not looking, I'm like quickly taking bites because she was going to just throw it away. And I'm dipping it into that garlic. Sauce, dude. Garlic sauce is dangerous. Right. And I know, like, Domino's offers it now, too, but, like, Papa John was the original. And they don't even offer it. They just give it to you. Right. So, I, I have one quick, weird story. <laughs> okay. I had a buddy that was in the Army, and he said he had a friend, and this was back in the day. And, he, and granted, you know, I'm about to be 40. Steve's in his 40s. You got to understand, when Papa John showed up on the scene with that sauce, it was a massive deal. So, he said his buddy would order a large pizza, would eat the entire pizza, save all the crust. Okay. Then eat all the crust and then shoot the garlic sauce. No. <laughs> I'm like, well, why did we need two steps of separating the crust from the pizza if we were never going to dip it? I could fathom saving the crust to dip them all at the end. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm gaining weight listening to you tell me that. Like, that is insane. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, who am I to judge? When I was a kid, I don't know. I'm sure I'm the only one in this room that's done this. But when I was a kid, when we get Chinese food, you get the soy sauce packets. Yeah. Sometimes I would just open one up and drink it. And just, <laughs> All right. Do you remember, like, on Saturday mornings, my mom would go to the bagel shop because it was called the bagel shop at College Park. <laughs> right. And she'd get bagels. Instead of cutting them like you should and spreading cream, cream cheese, uh-huh. I would sip the hair and just rip them in half and then each bite add a, a thing of cream cheese. Especially if they give you the squeezy pack. Oh, wow. Come on. The bagel shop had fresh. Oh, that's a good point. I'm not. I'm thinking more like like a Starbucks because on Starbucks one, sometimes I'm, I'm too lazy to do the whole thing. Yeah. So I just open it, squeeze a little chunk of cream cheese on it, take a bite, squeeze, bite. Well, maybe it's because we're East Coasters. Like when I was a kid, you never toasted a bagel. Just no. got it from the shop and ate it. Well, and also a lot of times when you got them from the shop, they were just warm and perfect the way they were. You didn't need to toast them. Yeah. Gosh, dude. Honestly, toasting them made them taste less delicious. Yeah. The only bagels we toasted were those frozen lenders ones. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. That and the, uh, oh, man, what are the, the uh, th- English muffins? Yeah, Thomas's. Oh, my gosh, The dude. nooks and crannies. The English muffin. Oh, I'm getting so hungry, I know, dude. I know. But the English muffin, I like how we're like, hey, keep, keep it in right, check. Keep it in check. And now we're just making everybody hungry. The English muffin, all, I don't know about you, but all I would put on that is like a heaping mound of butter. And it would just be dripping and just, oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> See, at you know, be strict during the week is our yeah. point. And don't go to New York if you want to gain weight or the East Coast because when I brought my wife, she's like, I get it. The bagels here are better. The bagels, I mean, just pizza. Every, the pizza. Anything with bread. Right. Even, I mean, I know Philly's famous for it, but trust me, you can get a great cheesesteak around there too. Absolutely. And even like something like, like the Chinese food. Yeah. Like we found a good Chinese food place by our house, but it's still not the same level of the East Coast Chinese food. And I remember for the longest time, my wife was like, Enough with the East Coast bias. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Look, I love Washington State. I live here. Like, I have sure. no intention of ever living in New York again. Like, it really, unless like somebody decided like hand me like seven million dollars and said you can now live in New York, I would still be like, ugh, I want to keep a home in Washington. But, Agreed. Right. But it, it's just it, it, it is what it is. I'm just speaking facts, man. This is an opinion. It's the food's better. Yeah. Like like the bad food for you, like bagels and pizza, especially. Right. I wouldn't dare order salmon over there. No, no. And like, I, I mean, I think sushi here is on another level and, and food here is on another level and, and all that. But yeah, but dude, when it comes to like stuff like that, just greasy or like breaded food, you're not going to come, you're not going to come close to it here. Right. I mean, even right. I'm not a New Yorker, but even when I go back to the Maryland, like DC, Baltimore area, but mm-hmm. like I always get a ch- chicken cheese steak at a certain place, get pizza at Lito's mm-hmm. and then anything that has crab involved. God damn. Dude, you and we never talked about the crab stuffed pretzel. Did we? I can't remember. Uh, maybe we did, but that looked amazing. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I gotta, actually, I got to call that place soon and be like, do you freeze dry and ship those? If they do, let me know when you order because I'm assuming, barring any COVID craziness, I would, I would assume that, fingers crossed, my wife is going to get to do her yearly Christmas trip and then we can have a right. slumber party. And if not, we can have a slumber party at your place. I mean, whatever. But well, that's the other thing because of COVID. Like I, you know, I turned forty. I was going to throw like a big party, but I can't do that. So I'm like, I'm gonna spend a little extra money on some of the food. <laughs> yeah, but like I want to like we we need to have that crab stuffed pretzel when we hang out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Enough, enough, enough that. about food. <laughs> How about we go from food to the gym? Yes, because Ted, I know you love going to the gym. I go to the gym. Well, not love. It's a love relationship. Yeah. yeah. You never feel bad after you go to the gym. Honestly, though, and I, I don't know about you, I, I legit, on the days where I don't go, on days that I'm expecting that I'm going to go, but I can't, I miss it. Yeah. Like, today's my rest day, so I'm like, I don't even, it doesn't even get, although I packed my gym gear just in case, like, like if you said you couldn't make it today, I'd be like, I'm going to just take it out on the gym. I'm so mad at you. Yeah, dude, trust me. And I'm with you. Yeah. Like, over COVID, when I wasn't going to the gym and put a couple pounds, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I feel like a... Fat piece of crap. But I'm feeling better about it. Like the other day, like I was able to like get a certain amount of weight on my like dumbbell bench press and like do multiple sets of it. And I felt really good. I'm like, this is the most I've ever done. Nice. And then I run to my buddy Tommy. And my buddy Tommy, if you look, well, he's a former player for the Raiders. He played right. on the Raiders. Uh, he's on Instagram at Tommy Rice. He's now in the world of like board games and nerd culture. Like he's making his own board game. Like no he's got like a massive backers. What did he like, put, what he play? What was he a linebacker? He must have been like either offensive line or defensive line. But he's a. I gotta just show you. Like if you just look up Tommy Rice, he's the coolest guy in the world. But man, like he's intimidating when like you run in. Let me just find one picture. Here we go. Um, just to give you perspective, there he is next to me at the gym. <laughs> he's a monster, man. Right. So I'm feeling good yesterday. I'm like, I just hit. 
or the day before, I just hit like my personal best when it came to like benching on multiple reps on a certain weight. And he's showing me some stuff. He goes, "Oh yeah, this is a." He was showing it to one of the trainers, and he's like, "Oh, this is me at the at the gym." And he went back to Atlanta to go see some friends or something like that. And he's this is his warm up. He's got hundred and twenty pound dumbbells. One twenty. One twenties. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just the warm-up. And he's showing, like, in the video, he's, like, kicking his legs up, like, dancing, practically, while he's just freaking pumping them out. And I'm like, Jesus. that's cool. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 eventually I got to the 150s, no problem. And I'm like, that's cool. I did half of that, and I was, like, a personal best. <laughs> he's just like, that's – but, like, he's such a nice guy. He's just like, you're looking good. You're getting bigger. And I'm like, no. Like, I feel like the incredible shrinking man next to you. God, I'm trying to think, like, the guy that runs my gym is a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. And I think, like, I think there's 120s, like, outside in the hallway. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think 100's the highest the rack goes. Yeah, even, like, one time I was working with my buddy Damon, who's a wrestler around here, and he was working out with me, and it was one of those things, too, where I'm, like, trying to hit my best, and I'm, like, you know, in the 50s to 60s range, yeah. and I'm feeling good, and then he sets up, and he did the 150s. And I'm just like, he's like, spot for me. And I'm like, I don't know what I can do for you. If things go awry, I'm not any help. (laughs) Yeah, what are you going to do? Help push him away from his head? Like, if anything, I'll be the guy yelling at the gym people. Like, he needs help. He just ripped his arms off of his shoulders. (laughs) That is unbelievable. But I bring it up because there's a funny thing. It says, like, the top emotions we experience while working out. uh, All right. What do you think is the number one thing that you feel when you're at a gym emotionally? I'll give you you the top five. Confidence. Confidence. Number three. All right. All right. Uh, what else do you think? What's the opposite of confidence? Uh, I guess insecure if you're doing the lift right. You know what? The feeling that you're being judged by other people is number All right. 10. All right. Um, uh, you know, at times I feel this one anxiety. You're worried about hurting yourself. Yeah. Like sometimes I want to push a little bit harder, but I'm like, I'm also in my 40s. Do I really want to like injure myself because I have this stupid like ego thing going on in my mind, you know? Yeah. That's why when I'm on the flat bench, like if we, like we, we don't. If we don't get to the number of reps, it's okay. Rack yeah, it. It's not the We're not going to be the guy with it like on our chest. Help. Help, help me. Help. Uh, number one, though, determination. Oh, yeah. You feel more determined while working out. Yeah, that's Sometimes a good I call. feel that determination after I work out. If I'm like, I don't know, man, I think I could have done better. And then the next day I go in and I'm like, remember that feeling. And then I'm a little bit more determined. Oh, I always feel like on days that I lift, when I walk out, I'm just like, ah, we crushed that ass. Nice. We did our thing. Exhaustion, number two. That's a good thing. We earned that Gatorade. G2. We're not too many calories. I was reading this, and I thought about, like, it was uh, last weekend I was at the gym. I don't know how you feel about the motivational gym shirts. I'm personally not a fan. Like, I almost want to make the anti ones. Like, you know, do a set and rest for 40 minutes. That's what winners do. Play on your phone. If you're not playing on your phone, are you really working out? <laughs> but like you'll see something like it's like weaknesses for cowards or something like it's like all this stuff. But one guy and I could not stop laughing and it's like I'm not trying to judge, but he had a shirt in big letters that just said hardest worker in the room. <sighs> and I'm like, when I first saw that, I was just like, boy, you're really making a statement. There are some hard workers, and I'm not in that. I'm not in that category. I, mean, I hope he was a giant dude. No, he was about my size. 
All right. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm no, just saying. No, if you're gonna wear that, feeling too. Right, if you're gonna wear that shirt, you got to be like your boy there. My buddy Tommy. Yeah. He, he puts hardest work in the room. I'm like, damn right he is. Look at those arms. They're bigger than my head. Yeah. He's like, legally he can't wear sleeves. No, I don't even know what that guy can do. Like with with sleeves. Like I don't think they're custom made at best. Like legitimately, his arms are the size of both of our heads. Yeah, and I got a big head, and I do too. <laughs> Not just in an egotistical way. So, <laughs> so now it's, of course, it's like you're putting a target on yourself by wearing that shirt. Yeah. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's like, let me, how hard of a worker are you? Ted, I couldn't have wrote it better. He spent, well, we were both at similar benches doing almost like the same workout. I was getting like six different reps in or, 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 or sets in to his one. He was on his phone for the entire time. Oh, was he bench camper? He was, yes. Oh, I hate bench campers. Be- bench campers, I uh, I could tolerate a little bit more than the leg campers. Like the ones that are like on the leg press or the one with like the, when you lift up the legs. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not, clearly not a gym rat. Like the extension? Them. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's only one of those machines. Correct. So when you're on there fiddling around on your phone, I'm like, well, you, come on, man. At least with the bench campers, we have six different benches. Right. So I get, mine's just so small. It's also frustrating. Yeah. But dude, I'm like... You can't be wearing, unless it's like something like you like do as a joke. Like you can't wear the hardest worker in the room shirt and you're not even working hard. You're not even like in the top. I'd say you're in the bottom five of the people at the gym as far as work ethic. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm with you. I'm not into like, I don't know. Like we're sitting here talking about the gym. But yeah, some of the gym bro culture can be a little much. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, the, the shirts sometimes just get me. Like I'm, I'm wearing like I'm wearing my summer meltdown tank top at the gym most of the time. The best one I like, you know, I'm wearing my tank top that has Lulu's face on it. I'm like, whatever. I'm like I, I'm not trying to out muscle anybody here. I have a red shirt that I wear all the time on like my big lifting days. Yeah, and it says like USA, and it's got like the Olympic rings or whatever. Right. I, I mean, I bought it I think at Old Navy like ten years ago. You know, but I just like, there's certain shirts that are like, all right, this is for sweating in the gym shirt. Yep. Yep. I have a couple of tank tops where it's just like, that's, those are the ones that I sweat in it all the time. I yeah. Well, remember forever, like all the chicks were wearing shirts that said like, you know, like kale mm-hmm. or like, like yoga stuff. So my one cousin who like was a personal train or worked at a gym for a while. She had one that said namaste in bed. <laughs> <laughs> we need ones that just say pizza with Papa John's garlic sauce. Right. We earn pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest pizza eaters in the room. I will say, though, you know, right, that's a great thing about going to the gym, too, is when it's Sunday and you're eating that pizza. You know, like, I don't know if I haven't done anything all week and I still eat pizza or something on the weekend. You're like, oh, I'm just lazy now. Oh, dude, like we were going to go to Trappers, myself, Munson, and J-Mac, and, and nice. like the, the day before, or even the day of, I was like, I'm going to the gym, and I'm just going to, like, th- that, that was the day where I could have wore hardest worker in the room, because so I was like, I'm going to eat like a pig, and I'm going to make myself not feel bad for it by putting in all this work. Yeah, I mean, last time we went to Sluggers, right, I was like, hang on, man, I got to go to the gym yep. before we do this. Yeah, get a good workout and feel better about, like, you know, because I don't think there's anything wrong with eating unhealthy if you don't do it every day. Right, there's a right here and there. All right, let's take a quick break. When yep. we come back, we got to check into the world wide world of Ted Sports. Correct. Yes. When the mega and I, you can tell I'm prepared. Oh, man, I'm excited. <laughs> when the Megacast returns. <laughs> can I get some more of the pizza, please? <laughs> Unfortunately, these two idiots have more to say. The Megacast will return. Ugh.
If you love pumpkin spice and love everything flavored with pumpkin spice, you're in for a treat. We've taken your regular pumpkin spice to the next level. Introducing pumpkin spice flavored pumpkin spice. That's right. No coffee, no M&Ms, no ice cream, no pancakes, no food or drink product whatsoever. We've just added more pumpkin spice to pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice. Available now in the pumpkin spice aisle for people too lazy to measure their own cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and allspice. Seriously, do you have nothing better to do than to listen to this crap? Ted, Steve, they are dipsh**. The Megacast is back. Uh, we're back. <laughs> no. All right, Ted, no pressure. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. I swear I'm going to shorten this next time. I keep meaning to and I keep forgetting. It gives me time to think. Okay, I'll keep it then. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. Well, Steve... You know what's very rare in sports? What's that? One city having two different major championships in a year. So most people go, yeah, of course. The Lakers just won the NBA championship. Right. And the LA Dodgers are in uh, the World Series. Right. And they did this once, like in what, 80, when, when did Kurt, Kurt Gibson, is that 80? 89? 89. Oh, still as a kid, I remember watching that home run, man. He's on one leg and crushes it. What a moment. You're doing the fist pump thing. Yeah. That, dude, that was a, ma- ma- a magical moment. So that was the last time that somebody had done it with basketball and uh, baseball. Right. So you're like, man, there's a chance for a two-championship uh, kind of sweep this year. Ah, there's two chances, though, because people forget that the Tampa Bay Lightning yes. just won the NHL. So this is one of the first times like the World Series could decide like, what city gets two championships this year. Do you, and I'm asking, in a calendar year, I'm trying. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like Boston recently would have like it was like within a couple of I think years. Boston had, did it hockey, baseball. Okay, because then like the Celtics won the championship recently ish, like last ten years. They uh, did, of course, the Patriots and then the Red Sox and the Bruins have won champion. Like as far as like over the course of a ten year period, I feel like they might be like. I really think the last that, time Boston did it though was World Series and the Bruins when they beat. Vancouver. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah, but yeah. I just I saw that the other day, and I was like, that's a very interesting stat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Man, and, and what a weird time for that to happen, though. If like you're like, let's just say you're an L.A. sports fan. You're like, of course, the year that we can't go celebrate, really. Well, I guess, well the people celebrated just fine in L.A. for the Lakers winning. Uh, but you know what I mean, like well, with the world that we're in right now. And that's the other crazy thing, is that generally these things are spaced so far out, and now it's like, yeah, the basketball and hockey just ended. Yeah. And then the same cities in the World Series. And it's so weird, because like technically right now, hockey should be starting up again. Correct. It's, same with basketball. Same with basketball. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird time, man. Like I have no idea how this is all going to work, because they want to try and cram an 80-game season, and it's like, well, how do you do that without then screwing up the following season? Like, just do a truncated season. 
That's what I think, And too. get back on schedule. Because and, that's going to suck then. The 21-22 season when the Kraken show up and everything's effed. Right. And I don't know how it is for hockey, but for basketball, honestly, they should just wait till Christmas to start anyhow. Because, yep. I mean, look, you like hockey, but let's be honest, this time of year between college football and NFL... I, no interest. Right. Nobody's watching yep. the early season games. I mean, they're going on, but like they're at the back of Sports Center. Nobody really cares. No, I would actually start things off when you usually finish the All-Star game and you do like the summer, the, the winter classic, which is like usually, I think, January 1st or January 2nd. Yeah, New Year's Day. Yeah. Have that be the start of the season. That gets people talking. Right. And everybody's focused on it. And yep. same thing. Like, for whatever reason, NBA's done a good job of making Christmas Day kind of their, like, marquee day. And that could be when they start. Right. Exactly. See, look at us. We need, the mega cast is here for your sports consultant needs. Yeah. Batman. Uh, Goodell. Uh, Silver. Silver. <laughs> yes. I almost said Stern. Who's the baseball guy? It's not Bud Selig anymore. No. It? But either way, uh, the, got, the guy that knows Bud Selig. Right. You commissioners need help. You come to the Megacast. We could be commissioner consultants. Mm, CCs. Yes. We're here for you. I'm sure they'll hire us. <laughs> right. Dude, I, some radio consultants. I wonder how they even got their job. So, I mean, why not? Right? right. They did as much radio as I've done pro sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some of the stuff I read, it's like, this is what you guys should be doing. I'm like, when have you ever done it? <laughs> Right? I mean, just not trying to be a dick, but when did you ever do it? Like, how do you know that's going to work? Right. And all that stuff always goes back to Moneyball and like, well, it's about analytics. Sure. Show me their banner. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, seriously. When did the A's win? Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, they had a good movie, though. Right. Yeah. It turns out there's actually something to know about a business, too. Uh, we didn't have any Seahawks to really get all excited about this past weekend. Ah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the uh, the bye week. I watched Red Zone. I was uh-huh. I was I was into it. It was fun to watch football without my heart jumping out of my body. Yes, but I did miss the Seahawks. Like, because I mean, I was watching some of the games, but it was just like more like background noise. I just for me because the Seahawks often play at one. Yep. So usually I watch Red Zone, but then you got to click over. Like it was nice to watch the first part of Red Zone, and then I was like. 145, I'm going to lay down for a two-hour nap. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. You don't have it to was, worry about it. No. It was awesome. And there was nine games in that window. Dude, there's so much stuff going on. The Cowboys, I, I still can't stop laughing about the Cowboys game. Oh, um, they suck. Oh, my gosh. And did you see the picture online or the video of the girl that was trying to console her boyfriend? I saw that live. No, oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. the game. So, <laughs> That summed up what the season is like for the Cowboys. If you haven't seen it, just look it up online. I'm sure you can find it. It's this guy who's his hands between his heads between his hands, and he's just dejected because he's like Andy Dalton is now our starting quarterback, and Ezekiel Elliott doesn't know how to hold a football anymore, oh. and it's just a giant disaster. And we're losing to just in ways that we didn't realize we could lose. And she's just giving him little pecks on the cheek, like it's going to be okay, baby. And he's not even reacting. No, right? I'll give him this. He, he he doesn't seem outwardly angry. No. He just, it looks like the worst day of his life. Or he's not like that one Cowboys fan that threw his phone against the TV or threw a bottle at his TV I saw online. Yeah, well, there was a Tennessee fan that did that too. And his wife left him. Right. And then I heard that guy called in a radio show and said, I didn't do it. Tennessee did it. He blamed the quarterback. Yes. He's like, I didn't do it. Whatever the guy. And I said, on, we were talking about that on the air. And I'm like, if... If I'm the quarterback, and I have a sense of humor, like, uh, granted, maybe that quarterback is a little too serious and he takes football very seriously. probably does. I mean, he's trying to make a living yeah. out of this, and there's a lot of eyes on him. If I was the quarterback of the team, and I saw that story, and he blamed me, I would reach out to him and be like, what's your wife's number? I'll go apologize. You know what I mean? <laughs> How funny would that be? Like, I would have my buddy film it, and i put her on speakerphone. I'm like, hi, 
Steve Miggs. I'm the quarterback for the Tennessee Volunteers. Volunteers. And I voluntarily want to let you know that I'm very sorry. <laughs> and she, you know what she does? We're going to send Smokey by. He's the little dog. Yes. What, what do we have to do to get you to go back home to your husband? I love how he's just like, yeah, I don't understand. I wasn't drunk. I'm like... You still showed a massive amount of aggression, and maybe this isn't the first time that you've done that, because I got a feeling that it's not the first time, because why else would your wife just be like, I'm out? Right, and here's my thing. I love sports, right? Mm -hmm. Maryland football's back on this weekend, and and we've watched sports together. I don't know if we've watched them earlier. I'm kidding. So, like, I get loud and just like, Mm -hmm. come on, like this and that, but like... I'm not going to be throwing stuff. It's no. not going to ruin the whole rest of the day. Like, I, like, oh, man, they should have won that one or whatever. But, like, I, there's a certain point where your fandom, you got to be like, all right, we can't. How long How long do you usually go until, like, you're done? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Seahawks lose a big playoff game or Maryland loses a big game. That would have put them in a bowl situation. Like, how long are you visibly or emotionally angry about that game until you're like, you know what? It's got to move on. You know what? I'll be real fired up when they screw up the last play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know I me. Mean, Ten minutes after the game, <laughs> crack a beer, right? Smoke a ball. Like, ah, damn, same old Maryland. <laughs> That's kind of how it is in a sense. Like, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And then it's like maybe five minutes after the game ends, I'm like, what am I going to do about it? Yeah, and sometimes, honestly, it's just almost the disappointment of being like, well, now the season's over. Damn it. That, that is true. It's like, oh, crap. Now I got to be like, what team am I going to root for in the playoffs? Like, this sucks. Right. You know, I got to think about who are my friends and what teams do they like? I'll root for one of those teams, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, but like, when I was younger, when the Devils got kicked out of the playoffs against the Rangers, and they were they had a series lead, and then all of a sudden, Mark Messier guaranteed they'd win, and they ended up winning. I was mad for like a week. Oh, trust me. I used to be that person. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the Washington football team. Yes. But I mean, when I was a fan of theirs, I mean, it was right. It, it, would, it would ruin a whole day. And I, I guess part of it, too, is I remember growing up. Like, if, if Washington lost, that was that Sunday was a wrap. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you then it's just like, you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, like your fuse is not even existing anymore. You're just on fire. Like, <laughs> you're just mad. But nowadays, it's like, okay, well, like, you know, I'm going to go now and do something else. Like, what am I going to do? Like, get upset and be mad? It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. That's part about being a college football whore like I am. Like, I have a bunch of teams I cheer for. Now, Maryland, obviously, will get me the most fired up. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's Maryland football. So, we can only get so fired up. We, our emotions are tamed. But it's fun. Sometimes I just pick a team. Mm-hmm. Like, this year, I've been cheering for Miami again. All right. <laughs> Did you see with the Dolphins, they try to pick up a guy on Seahawks practice squad, the guy Snacks. Oh, uh, did they? And they try to pick him up, and he said, no, I'm going to stay here. Right. I want to like, win. <laughs> well, I think there's plans of him actually being a, a player, a, you know, a, a contributor for the Seahawks. Like, well, he got, he got a, he played a game for us. Yeah, I don't know why like they have to do like, some kind of weird practice squad situation for, I, mean, I don't know why, there's some... Seems a little underhand, or like some kind of shady. And who's what's he's going on with the Seahawks? I don't know what it is, but but at some point he goes, yeah, no, I'm not coming to your team. I know you're offering me a, like a starting spot, but no. Yeah, and, and Maryland got Tua's little brother. Oh, really? Yeah, he transferred from Alabama. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he just transferred in the spring during the, all the pandemic stuff. So most people don't. Don't. So I'm like, it's. I don't know. That's the problem with Maryland football. We get great talent. We just don't get enough of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one or two is not going to make a team. Right. But I'm hoping he will. I'm like, two is amazing. I got to learn how to say that last name, though. Yeah, it was Tua. Tuga, Tugavalua? Tugavalua. I, and I remember it was like, and, and at the Huskies, they had the Tuyasa Sopo right. family. And they were like, 
It was like, as soon as you thought, okay, I'll never have to pronounce one of that, that name again, then the little brother shows up. And you're like, oh, crap, Marcus now? Oh, crap, this guy now? And it's like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I know we got to, yeah, oh, crap, we got to run. Yeah, yeah, we I, do. Yeah, yeah. You know how these sports segments are. Yeah, they just go crazy. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask a question, because I, I, what I found funny was, you hear about the guy, he's like, yeah, she left me, I don't know why, I was just mad about my team, it's my team's fault, but I always would love to know then what the wife's... Of, like, you know, the two sides of every story, because right. that's not the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's so weird how, like, I was thinking about this today. Like, I have a couple friends that, like, I, I'm friends with both the male and the female that were in a relationship that are no longer. And I'm monitoring what they say on social media. All right. And, and for the most part, like, they haven't said a lot about each other. But every once in a while, they'll say something that just makes the other one look like, vilifies them, makes them look terrible, right? Sure. And I'm like, it's so interesting because in their head, and legit, the things they're saying are true. But they seem to have forgotten the things that they did as well that were also true that were not near, that were maybe equally as bad. You know what I mean? Like it's a funny thing how like when a relationship ends, you're like, this person was so terrible. He was this. He was that. He was controlling. And then he'll be like, that relationship was terrible. She was jealous. She was this. She was that. And it's like, well, you know, yes, she was jealous and you were controlling. Uh, but both of you seem to forget that part of you and only remember the part of them that you didn't like. And it's a, it's an interesting thing to like kind of witness like the two sides of every story. It's like. Both are right, but they're both failing to remember that they were also wrong. Yeah, I mean, so I have two thoughts on this. Number one, I think that's just how breakups, any relationship goes. But number two, I think we're only seeing kind of the surface stuff. Like uh, something in there, like generally something more serious happened. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. See, even even me and you are sitting here like, it's so tough to tell. It's a weird thing because I don't think either one of them are genuinely lying on like their opinion of the other, you know? Well, sometimes it's just tough, too, to be like, I mean, I've been in this situation where it's like nothing terrible happened. I just, I don't know how to explain it. I just wasn't in love with the person, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, there's no bad blood or nothing. It just kind of ended. Right. So I just don't foresee myself spending the rest of my life with this person. Right. There's nothing like, I don't wish them to get hit by a truck. <laughs> That's so funny. You bring up couples on Facebook. I, yesterday, as I was leaving work, I checked Facebook real quick, and I was like, love is dead. <laughs> Same thing. There's a couple that I just, I like both of them so much, right. and I was like, oh, no, not them. No, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think they're thinking about how disappointed it is for the friends. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, all of a sudden, you feel like you're in like one of those cheesy 90s sitcoms, like Friends or Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Now I'm in this weird predicament. Like, I've known both of you almost as long as each other. Like, you like in situations like with you, like I might like your girlfriend, but if the relationship ends, like she means nothing anymore. Like she's right. dead. She's dead to me. Like, no, I wish you well in life. Like, but I don't ever want to talk to you again. Right. But like when it's like something where you like knew them together. Right. Then it's like, well, now you guys are really putting us in an awkward situation. You're being very selfish. Right. <laughs> like I met him at the same time. The same thing, like we hung out. It's like, I'm just like, oh God, this is awful. I didn't have enough time to process this. I don't know whose side to go with. Yeah. And I've been there before. And after five or six years, it's, it's okay now. I can hang out with both of them again. <laughs> you know, like the other thing too is like, you know, it puts you in a weird spot. You don't want to reach out to the girls, and it's like, I, I'm not hitting on you. I right. just kind of want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. But then also, it's like, if I hang out with him, then do I don't get to hang out with her anymore. And then, like, do I, like, you know, if one, do I tell the other that I'm hanging out with the other? Yeah. Like, you know, because you don't want to be disrespectful, and, like, you're not doing it to, like, be shady. But on the flip side, it's like, that's also my friend. Yeah. I'm not being less, am I being less of a friend by hanging out with that person who's also my friend? 
I did go through this once two years too ago. Much to deal with, man. I know. And the girl just looks at me. She was like, "We should hang out again." And I was like, "Yeah, totally." And she goes, "You probably won't because I know you've been hanging out with what's like the the ex." And I was like, "Yeah, all right, that's fair. We hang out a ton." So. <laughs> You know, thank you for acknowledging it. At least we know where we stand. Right. All right, then. Well, uh, Billy, we're back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's, let's do get it. drunk the night before. Or I have to go to a baby doctor. Yeah. Those are the two things. That's all we got. You know, technically, I have gotten drunk the night before. It's just I was up north and didn't have a car to get back. There. After all, Ted, it's all we got and it's all we need. All we need. All we got. All we need. All we got. All we need. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Big game this Sunday. <laughs> F those Cardinals. Yeah, screw them. It's hard to hate them, but yeah, the hell with them. Yeah, I hate Kyler Murray. Even though he's kind of likable guy. Yeah, I know. And they got that great kid from the Northwest, Buda Baker. But other than that. Oh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he was not- no, never cheered for him before when he was a collegiate player. I thought he was the greatest thing ever. I know. <laughs> is Larry Fitzgerald still playing with them? He is. I have him too. He's the worst. <laughs> He's an evil man. He is. It's evil things. He doesn't do anything good for the community. He never caught one touchdown at Pittsburgh. He's a piece of crap. He sucks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> oh, and follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. <laughs> Thank you.